But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. James chapter 5. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it, until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. May the Lord bless us in the reading of his word. We see that the Lord establishes in our hearts his relationship with you and with me. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives and our lives are turned upside down. We no longer see the world through our own eyes, but we see the world through the eyes of Christ or through the eyes of God. We see unrighteousness. We see righteousness. We see people in need of love, in need of mercy. And we see that God himself has called his people to be his hands and his feet, <clears throat> to go forth and to love and to go forth and show that great mercy. The world may look at us and say, look at the church of God. Look at my neighbor and look at the way they love us. And they may see that and say, look how good they are. But we have a message that is beyond simply being good to people. We have a message that God can actually purify us and make us whole. That God can forgive us and reestablish our relationship with him. You see, the fruit that comes out of us, this fruit of the Holy Spirit, is not the general goodness that the world shows, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit is a fruit that leads people towards God himself and towards salvation itself. We as God's people sometimes have this disconnect between being good and sharing the gospel. We have a difficult time in doing one or the other. And it seems if we do one, jumping to the other seems disingenuous or discontinuous in our being. We might one day be helping our neighbors with their lawn work, and it just feels awkward saying, hey, do you know who Jesus is? And, and it is awkward. It's an awkward transition. It's an awkward segue. But there needs to be in us a goodness and a holiness 
that our neighbors, that our friends, that our family see, to see that the goodness and the holiness come from the same root. It is the root of the Holy Spirit. And it's this root of the Holy Spirit that allows the people to see our love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, and so forth as something very distinct from the world. For you see, our goodness, our goodness translates smoothly into proclaiming the goodness of the Lord. Our joy translates smoothly into sharing our joy in Jesus. Our kindness translates smoothly in declaring the kindness of God to all people. And this attribute of the fruit of the Spirit is what makes it distinct from the world. You see, the fruit of the world, when they say love, joy, peace, it is separated from the salvific understanding of Jesus and God, but not for us. And this is what we pray deep down in our hearts. God, let me produce fruit in keeping with your spirit. Let me walk in such a way that people see my goodness as not from this world, but from you. And so it's with this framework that we continue to look at these different aspects of this one fruit of the Holy Spirit. And today we look at patience. Patience. Patience is very difficult in our world today. Patience 20, 30, 40 years ago looked different. We did not have the amount of information that we have today. We did not have a culture that desired things to, to be fixed quickly or to things to, to be fulfilled quickly. Many of you know that during this pandemic, Amazon and all of these retailers and, and even the auto industry would say, well, you might have to wait three or four days to get your package for Amazon. Or if you want to get that car that you really want, you might have to wait a month or so. But for those of us who, who grew up in the 70s, we, we just don't understand that. To get something like a car you with, with what you want, you waited a month to six weeks. To get a package that you wanted, well, you had to wait uh, three, four, five days, even a week or so. And so the culture has changed to such an extent that people want things quickly and people want things right away. So the question is, is what does godly patience look like in a culture that wants instant satisfaction? What does patience look like in a culture that wants instant justice? What does patience look like in a culture that wants instant gratification, 
instant resolution of all things. Scripture paints a very different picture of patience and perseverance. If we simply look at all of the major actors and actresses in the Bible, we see someone like Abraham who waited until late age before he was given a child, waiting patiently for God to fulfill the promise that he would have descendants as many as the stars in the sky and as many as the sand in the seashore. He waited patiently. We see King David as he's chased away by his son Absalom as he runs to the hill, writing the Psalms about waiting upon the Lord and his justice and his timing, but hiding from cave to cave, waiting patiently for God's timing, for God, for him to return. And then we see here in this passage, we see Job. And Job having everything taken away from him, waiting patiently on the Lord. Patiently, wondering why God has put him through this, this time of testing. Patiently. We are talking not about waiting until the next day. We're not talking about waiting until the next click. We're, we're, we're talking about years, decades of waiting, of being patient on the Lord. We see in Job chapter 42, verse 1 through 3, he even confesses, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have turned what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Job himself was, was blessed in the fact that God restored his family and his riches to him. But he had the realization that it is the Lord who gives, and it is the Lord who takes away. One of the most beautiful aspects of the fruit of the Spirit in our world today is patience. And I do believe it's one of the aspects of this fruit that is easiest for us to transition into talking about God's salvation for us. It's one of the easiest aspects for us to talk about God's peace that he has given to us. Because the world today does not have a counterfeit fruit of patience Patience that is akin to what God has for us in this aspect of the fruit. Let me say that again. The world today does not have a counterfeit 
or a, a general understanding of patient, patience today that is akin to the patience that God has given us. The world can look at us and say, look how loving they are. They brought a fruit basket to, to us. Now we're new neighbors. And then our unbelieving friends can say, that's just what we all do. That's what we all do. And if we were to say, well, I'm doing this because I love Jesus, they would look at us and say, well, I do this because I love people. See, you and I, were the same. But patience is different. Because in our world today, people are impatient and are not willing to wait for anything. And so when the believer himself, when you and I are patient with one another, and when we are patient with what God is doing in our lives, this translates very quickly into sharing with people that it is God's Spirit that lives in us, that enables us to be at peace and to wait on the Lord. Patience, first of all, comes from knowing that God is sovereign and that God will distribute his blessings and his presence according to his time. Patience comes from knowing that God is in control of all things and that in his sovereignty, he will bestow upon us his graces according to his wisdom and according to his time. And this is what we see in the Bible. The story of Abraham once again. When Jesus called Abram out of Ur in, in Genesis chapter 12, and he promised him, listen, you will have a child. You and Sarah will have a child. You could see Abram and, and Sarai, even in these ancient times, thinking, okay, I, we're going to have a child in the next nine months. We're going to have a child in the next year or so. But it wasn't so, was it? But they trusted in God's sovereignty. They trusted in God's timing. And as they themselves were figuring out how to, how to live in the land, as they were chased out of Israel because of the famine, as they were persecuted and attacked by other nations, they waited on the Lord until finally in their old age, God blessed them with Isaac. For us as God's people, we need to see that being patient or waiting on the Lord is, 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 is part of who we are in knowing that God will bestow upon us every good and perfect gift according to his timing, not ours. And we're patient. And we wait. 
We wait for God's timing. We wait for God to give according to his grace and according to his wisdom. You see, the opposite of patience is simply impatience. And what impatience does is it betrays our hearts. That we don't trust in God's sovereignty. That we don't trust in his justice. That we don't trust in his timing. And an impatient heart is what? They're irritable. They make rash decisions, highly emotional decisions. They want to have instant gratification of justice or satisfaction in their hearts. And they no longer live in the light of God's timing, but they live in light of the desires of their gut. And this is something all of us need to repent of. Because this type of impatience is not what the Lord has given to us. But the Lord has given us a patience or perseverance to endure almost all things. That we may see the Lord. Also, when we are patient, when we are patient with knowing that God is present, this enables us to love. Show me an impatient person, and I'll show you someone who is selfish. Show me an impatient person, and I will show you someone who takes care only of their own needs. Show me an impatient person, and I'll show you someone who simply wants their own agenda to be met. But show me a person who is patient in the Lord, and I'll show you someone who's able to love, to listen, to know that it is God who is at work. And it is God's sovereignty that will change all things. Many of you have heard me say many, many times that it is not my job and it's not your job to change people. My job and your job is simply to love people. We have patience with people because we know that God and his sovereignty is the one who changes them, especially those of the family of the faith. That we know that God who began a good work in our brothers and sisters in Christ, he will complete it. But our task is to love and to be patient and wait on God at his timing for us to simply to look at our own hearts and say, God, how can I be better at waiting and persevering in my love for my family, for the people who are around me. This goes the same with, with everything in your life. 
Perhaps it's work. Perhaps it's the wanting an answer about marriage or about kids. Perhaps it's about issues of justice. And it's not like any of these things are bad, but we give them to the Lord. And we wait patiently to hear God and to see God act. But in the meantime, we are loving people who are around us. We are moving towards people who are around us. We're not waiting for God to answer us and give us what we want until we move out in the world. But we move out knowing that God will respond. And you see, this is the reason why patience is such an easy segue or an easier segue in sharing the gospel with people. They will look at us and say, why are you so patient with me? I've been nothing but horrible to you. Why is it that you still hang around me? Why is it that you still love me? And when you say, I'm patient with you because God was patient with me. And I love you because I know that God loves you as well. You see, the world has no retort for that. Nothing that they can sort of counterfeitly bring up and satisfy themselves. They can't say, well, the world, we're, we're patient too because we're, we're waiting for, <laughs> there's nothing. I'm patient because God has taught me patience. He's in control of all things. Why are you patient in, in issues of justice? Well, listen, I don't like injustice as much as you do, but I'm patient because I know the Lord The Lord will keep everyone accountable in the end. And the world says, we're not patient. You see, this fruit of the Spirit is amazing for our world today. For again, there's, there's nothing analogous to that. Lastly, brothers and sisters, we are patient because God has been patient with us and continues to be patient with us. As we grow in the Lord, we know that the fruit that we, we bear is a fruit that is born in season. Just as a farmer plants and we wait for the rain to come and we wait for the fruit to come. Just as we suffer many things, brothers and sisters, waiting for God to answer us. We know that Jesus himself did the same thing for you and I. That God patiently waited in all of history to send his son Jesus, 
that Jesus persevered and was patient in his ministry, patient in loving his disciples, patient as he hung there at the cross. And he's even patient now, waiting till all the sons and daughters to be revealed until he comes in judgment. For you and I, let us establish our hearts in him. And let us be patient with one another and patient with this world. And in so doing, let the world see that you belong to Christ. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, there is indeed no one like you. We praise you and we worship you in all things. Lord, we confess, Lord, that we oftentimes produce the counterfeit fruit as well. But Lord, we ask of you, Lord, to help us to bear fruit that is from the Spirit. That fruit, Lord, which connects goodness to holiness. That fruit, Lord, that connects loving our neighbors to sharing the gospel and proclaiming the gospel to our neighbors. Lord, help us, Lord God, that we may be seen as your people belonging to you, and not simply as good moral people belonging to some morality that exists in, in, in thin air. Lord, we belong to you. And so, Lord, help us, Lord, to be grateful to you, to love you, and to walk with you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.